Hi there, and welcome to the Kingdom Sexuality Podcast. We're Paris and Alana, friends who have a heart for intimacy and long to uncover God's truth and design for sexual freedom within marriage. Welcome here. Welcome back, Kingdom Sexuality. Alana and I have an episode that we're actually so stoked to talk to you guys on today. And the topic we're going to be delving into today is tackling different sex drives. This is probably one of our most frequently requested topic to just go over with you all. We get a lot of questions um, from you guys just covering such a wide variety of things. So we really hope that in today's episode we can break this down, that we can encourage you in this and give you some tools to combat this because I'm just going to drop a truth bomb right here right now. I don't think that... The common denominator in every marriage is that we have a matching sex drive with our spouse, okay? <laughs> I don't know if that might be something that is a cultural lie that is being portrayed here and we're just falling prey to it, but there is almost always a spouse that has a higher sex drive than the other, and it is also common for a spouse to have a low sex drive. So don't feel like you're the oddball out. I want to drop that right now and encourage you on this because these are often things that we can absolutely work with, all right? So we're going to just get right into this um, with some scripture here. Alana, do you want to read this for us? You're the one who shared this, and I really appreciate that you dropped this in. Yeah, so I thought this was like a really great scripture to just kind of um, lay over this whole topic just because... Well, I'll read the scripture and then you'll understand. How about that? Mm-hmm. So it's 1 Corinthians 7, 3 to 5. So the husband should fulfill his wife's sexual needs and the wife should fulfill her husband's needs. The wife gives authority over her body to her husband and the husband gives authority over his body to his wife. Do not deprive each other of sexual relations unless you both agree to refrain from sexual intimacy for a limited time so you can give yourselves more completely to prayer. Afterwards, you should come together again so that Satan won't be able to tempt you because of your lack of self-control. So just thinking about, you know, the topic of mismatched libido um, Mm -hmm. and how it can be really tricky and really, um, like you mentioned, Paris, like kind of discouraging. So I feel like thinking about it with this verse in mind, just Mm -hmm. having, you know, your husband is keeping your needs in mind and you're keeping his needs in mind. And then having that, you know, extra empathy and creativity and vulnerable conversations to like lead into, you know, working through this as a couple, Mm -hmm. it can be, um, it can be really helpful and, and make it more of like a fun project and less than like a stressful problem because you're trying to work on it together and, and then like feeding off of, okay, well, how can I meet your needs? How can you meet my needs? Mm -hmm. Even if we are on a different level yeah. Sex drive wise. Yeah. If that makes absolutely. sense. <laughs> absolutely. And with anything, when it comes to sexuality within our marriages, just marriage in general, we're on this ever moving journey as husband and wife, right? Mm-hmm. We can either choose to grow or we can choose to stagnant. We can choose to move ahead and be encouraged and take on the challenges that we're given in life and see them as an opportunity for growth, or we can do the opposite. Yeah. And mismatched libido um i think if we can rephrase that to just being differing libido 
is something that just falls into that category. And that's okay. It's okay. This gives us opportunity to learn one another better as spouses, to serve one another. It really puts us in this context of 1 Corinthians 7, 3 to 5, which I think is a beautiful way to look at this. So I want to encourage you right now to pray and spend time in God's word, specifically over these passages of scripture, because this is all part of marriage and it's okay. It's absolutely okay. Um, Earlier this week, we posted a reel just talking about God's word not ever returning void, you know, And, Mm. and it's our job as his children and as kingdom warriors to be found faithful in bringing things before the Lord and and actively acting out, you know, his promises and living within that. And and this topic totally falls into this. So I want to encourage you as well, don't be discouraged, you know? Like if this is something that really is a stressor in your marriage, keep bringing this before the Lord in prayer and and to one another, right? God tells us whatever is on our hearts that is causing us to be anxious or worrisome, we're supposed to bring that as a burden and leave it at the cross, you know, and 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 let Christ deal with that and we just need to keep bringing that forward, right? Yeah. And I like how you mentioned that too, Paris, because I feel like <clears throat> pardon me, for me at the beginning of our marriage as I was struggling with having a like a lower sex drive than Jeff, I don't know if it was something that we necessarily talked about very often. See, and I didn't either. And I'm and so I like back that you like, talk why? about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because even like like we mentioned, like having those conversations. But it's like, man, I didn't have those conversations yeah. <laughs> back then. And that's the same. Yeah. Same. And I so. think too. And this is another uh, cultural thing that I often see really set into women, especially as a lie that. Women just innately believe they have a lower sex drive. Um, mm. It's talked very widely and very flippantly. Um, and I don't believe that adds any positivity into our marriages. So I'm going to leave that there. That is another topic for another time. But take heed to what you're believing and allowing to really manifest within yourself, you know. Um because we don't, there is no one who should just say to you, oh, because you're a woman, you have a low sex drive. Right. And on the opposite end of the spectrum, we also have women coming to us with a higher sex drive than their spouse, and they think that something's freakishly wrong with them. Yeah. And that also breaks my heart. And it's like, no, no, nothing's wrong with you. Like we said at the very beginning, and there's a reason why I started with that phrase, most of us as married couples just don't have sex drives that are always perfectly tick, 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 you know, like it's not like that. Like there is often one or another or seasons of stress or just Mm -hmm. physical changes or illness or whatever, you know, going through motherhood and babies and postpartum and pregnancy, our libido is constantly changing and evolving, which I think if we can view that as something positive that we can work with, that can really help switch our mindset up. But, um... I think the biggest thing that I want to address here too, just whether you are the spouse with the high sex drive or maybe you struggle with a low sex drive, we are made to be compatible with one another and to serve one another and we can do this, okay? Mm -hmm. I think that's just a big thing to just really lay out on the table is know that you can do this, you can work with this, um, and you're never an exception to a rule, okay? And I I mean that in the best way possible. So... Alana and I are going to speak to 
the person who specifically really struggles with a low sex drive um, because we've each been there as Alana already stated and, and this is something we didn't talk to our spouses about when we were going through this season and for those of you who are in this season now you know how painful this can be. It can be a really sensitive topic. It can be something that you can easily feel defeated in and it's a hard place to be in if you feel stuck. So we want to speak to you in this here. Um, and we really want to help turn the light on and help with reformation through this journey alongside you, okay? We've been there. We've done that. We'll probably be there again. We're just as human as everybody else. And seasons <laughs> of stress and motherhood all come into play. But I think the biggest thing that Alana have talked about, and Alana actually is the one that brought this forward, is that your most powerful sexual organ is your brain. It's your brain, okay? Um, so in order to feel more sexual, it honestly does first start in deciding that in your mind, okay? You're going to decide on having a loving sexual or a loving, satisfying sex. Like you're going to decide on making that come to fruition. You're going to be thinking about it. You're going to gear up your brain. Um, your brain really does take work to pattern and this is no exception to that rule with your brain. So I want to encourage you in that as well. You know, speaking life over yourself, praying about it, like we already mentioned, really studying the scriptures together as a couple in this area, um, embracing the design of God's sexuality within marriage. All these things help you in this journey, right? And I mean, there is always other exceptions. We're talking about, you know, very basics here right now, but there is things like hormones that come into play here, um, illnesses and just different struggles with health. There's definitely traumas that can come into play that have built pathways in your brain that need to be redirected. Um, all these things come to play. Toxic exposure can actually really impact your sex drive. So there's a lot that can really influence this. And what we just really want to bring to the table right now is just be aware of that. Be aware of that. Study that. Take your sex drive and your libido and your sex life really into your own hands. I feel like that's something we kind of just throw to the wind and hope for the best for a lot. <laughs> I know I was very much like that when I first got married. I was like, whoa, this actually takes a lot of purpose and intention. Um, so be encouraged in that. Absolutely. You know, study the things, look into the things that could potentially be affecting your libido and move forward um, within that. So to the spouse whose libido is maybe lacking these days, here are some tips to kind of get you started on the right path to maybe, um, I don't know, not even like raising it, but even just being mindful of it within your intimate yes. life yeah. in a healthy way. Yeah. If that makes sense. So that's huge. Yeah. Thinking yeah. of it positively, right? Totally. And realizing yeah. that, you know, this happens, this is like a normal thing it's that people go through. Yeah. And yeah. it's just one of those things that you just get to work on as a couple. So that's right. here we go. So the first one is the Nike solution. So mm -hmm. just, it's just, true. just do it. Yeah. So this is one that I found personally, like, my experience <clears throat> is that, okay, so for lots of people, the feeling of sexual desire 
actually happens after you get aroused. So even if you're not in the mood initially to start, odds are good that once you get started, those feelings will follow. So typically this is how I experience this. If I'm like in a place where I'm like, well, I don't know if I really feel like it right now, but it's Mm -hmm. like, but you know, after if you, if you said no, you'd regret it. Or like, you're like, well, I should just do this because why not? It's like a fun thing to do with my husband. This is a great way to, you know, connect us. It's been a little while, whatever. So if Mm -hmm. you just follow the mood and just like let your body go there, those feelings and those desires typically for from my experience, they follow. So it's like an easy way to just, just do it. (laughs) You got your, think of the Nike swoosh. Um, and second one is notice the moments of passion when they come. So it could be, so this is, this is my trigger. It could be your husband wearing a backwards hat. <laughs> That's me. It's like, as soon as I see Jeff wearing his hat backwards, I'm like, Ooh, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I like that. I or, love that. Right? Or it's like maybe as your husband, like the husband, your wife, if she has her hair a certain way, you can like see her neck. All of a sudden it like hits you with those desires to like, Mm. ooh, let's go to the bedroom. And so when those feelings come, instead of brushing them away, like maybe, oh, like kind of an inconvenient time or maybe he'll say no if I initiate, whatever, just act on those desires. Yes, that's huge. I don't think we realize how impactful that actually is. I love Mm -hmm. that you added that in. Yeah. Because totally, there's so many times where you just like, ooh, you see it and you think it and then you move on. And then you like say later, like, man, like when you wore that hat, I was like, woo. And he's like, man, like, why didn't you say anything? Or, you know, right? So I feel like just to be mindful of those moments when they come and act on them. Absolutely. Another one is to do things that make you feel sexy. Mm -hmm. So take some time anywhere throughout your day. And I feel like we've talked about this one before, but do something that puts sex on your brain and makes you feel sexy. So whether it's putting on some makeup, like getting yourself ready for the day, um, wearing some lingerie underneath your clothes, lighting the candles. I know like for personally for myself, when I actually take the time to make myself feel sexy, you know, when you like look in the mirror, you're like, oh yeah, like I look good right now. (laughs) My desire for sex goes way up just because I'm feeling sexier so it's like yes yeah I can see how you'd want me right now like I look totally (laughs) I would look great (laughs) but yeah when I'm just in like my sweats or whatever then obviously typically for myself I'm like "Mm, I don't really Mm -hmm. feel like I like I don't I can't really put my brain like how you see me like yes (laughs) you know where to him he's like man you still look super hot but it's also like in my mind I also need to feel like I look hot Yes. For it too. I don't know if hot's the right word, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You need to get your brain going. That's for sure. Exactly. And lastly is to give a gift. So spouses struggling with a lower libido often assume that if they're not feeling sexual, that there's nothing they can do to please their spouse. Mm. But there's a lot you can do, even if you're not really yeah. feeling in the mood. In the mood, yeah. Um, yeah. So although necessarily you don't want to do this like all the time, there's mm-hmm. definitely nothing wrong with like taking care of your spouse's sexual needs if you don't feel mm-hmm. like it. So whether that's like, you know, doing a hand job or, you know, things like that, like thinking outside the box, mm-hmm. um, you know, when you're having a shower together and it's like, okay, well, you just feel free to touch my body and do what you need to do, but I don't really feel like having sex in the shower right now or, you know, things like that. Yeah. But 
if you decide to give the gift of like being sexual, even when you don't feel like it, whether that is actually like having sex, even when you don't really feel like you're in the mood, the one thing I wanted to point out was that to not be resentful of it, or it's not really a gift. Mm -hmm. So this Mm -hmm. isn't like you internally being like, man, like I really don't want to do this right now. Or, you know, having that breathless fake orgasm, you know, it's, it just means you're showing enthusiasm and you're, it's similar to like the Nike just doing it essentially, I suppose, but yeah, you're just pushing yourself a little bit out of your comfort zone to be selfless yeah, and And being like a loving sexual partner. Yeah. Even when it's maybe not the first thing on your mind. Yes. But you're then giving a gift of serving in that way. Yes. And I think I'm going to flip something here. Imagine you being totally aroused and you just desperately want to have that connection with your spouse and they're just not feeling it. That's okay. It's okay if they're just not feeling it, just like it's okay when you're just not feeling it. But imagine the blessing and just the closest and the gift essentially that it will feel like when they're like, but I'm going to still gift this to you because I love you. Yeah. You know, I think that's important for us to put ourselves through that even if we're maybe not always in that position. Yeah. But it's important to think like that because at the end of the day, we love our spouse, okay? And yeah. they love us. And it is such a beautiful act of selflessness and love and sincerity to just show up and be like, I am just having a day, but I love you and I know you're feeling this way. I'm going to do this for you. And I think that also ties into just being very open with your communication as, as well, like how you're feeling, you know, just like Alana, Alana and I kind of touched on that earlier. You know, we didn't talk often about how we were feeling as far as our libido was. Um mm-hmm. And that doesn't serve anybody well at all. You know, the more open you can be, the more fully present you can be and your spouse can be in whatever it is that you are feeling and going through, which is very, very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that really segues well to talking about the spouse that has the higher sex drive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So commonly... It seems to be like I would say the spouse who has the higher sex drive is typically initiating like sexy times most often. Would you right. say that's true, Paris? Yeah, I would say that is true. Okay. I mean, on a personal note, when I am like feeling like, okay, it's go time. Like I want my man. I am like always initiating, you know, right. and he's going to be the same when he's like that. So I feel like it is that person who's always or who is in that moment very wanting to just be present and make love that they're going to do it. I think that's mm-hmm. kind of common knowledge, right? Totally. And so this is really, I suppose, for both spouses, the spouse with the higher or lower drive. But mm-hmm. within having a varying sex drive, um, you yeah. faced feelings of rejection and confusion and loneliness in this. Yes. And we totally, yes. we totally understand that. Those are valid yeah. feelings. Um, yes. And for the spouse with the higher drive, if your spouse is very often declining your suggestion to become intimate, I can see how that would be a struggle. Like female, Mm -hmm. male, like having those desires in you and, you know, vulnerably bringing it to your spouse and then having them be like, nah, I don't feel like it. Or I don't have, like I have a headache or 
it was a long day or whatever, which are like valid reasons, but still mm-hmm. I can see how it's, yeah. It would be hard. Like yeah. it would be like hard to have that come crashing down in that sense of like, okay, like, okay, bummer, that's too bad, right? Mm-hmm. But really, I suppose we need to actually think about what's causing your spouse's low sexual desire before right. we can kind of move forward. Because I feel like there has to be that understanding of what what is, like you've mentioned all those things earlier, right? Um, mm-hmm. But what's causing the low desire, I feel like was yeah. where we should start. So yeah. maybe your spouse grew up with the, you know, sex is bad, dirty, wrong mm-hmm. narrative, which mm-hmm. is common in like the purity culture these days. Yeah. And they had that constantly thrown at them. And so getting in, like over that mental barrier of sex is like a beautiful thing now for us to experience yes. is harder hurdle to jump than they thought. Yeah. Or maybe there's even like you mentioned all like the hormonal issues. There's like stressors. There's, you know, jobs, kids, yeah. things. Yeah. And think those things are totally valid. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe you guys have just actually been experiencing some marital stress or disunity mm-hmm. and that needs to be worked out together with some counseling even before you can move forward. Yes, which you guys know that we're huge advocates of counseling. Um, we've partnered with Faithful Counseling. We are going to be dropping some links throughout the stories this week for you guys to really see what they're about. They are faith-based, which is huge for us. Um, And on a personal note, I have taken counseling and I love what they have to offer. So I'm going to encourage you right now, if this is something that's niggling at your heart and you're like, man, we could really benefit from counseling, just do it. Please do yourself a favor and just do it. They have amazing, amazing options for everybody across the board, wherever you fall on a financial level. Like I'm telling you guys, they are here to serve the kingdom. And we also have a discount code for you guys from them. So don't, don't hesitate on this. This is something, Mm -hmm. I mean, you're ultimately investing in the most precious relationship you're ever going to have within your marriage. And that hit me really hard when Neil and I were going through a hard time. Like, why wouldn't I be investing time and thought into this very intentionally in action? So I really wanted to share that because it's truly a big deal and a game changer for a lot of couples. So here are some tips for the higher drive spouse. So when I was doing some research on this, because as someone who's not typically the higher drive spouse, I was like, right. okay, well, how can I, how can I then talk on this if this isn't, you know, my bread and butter? Right. But so I was looking it up and I had found this Christian website and they said it really well. They had said testosterone levels rise and fall at different times. So, and maybe you probably as a doula, you know this, and stuff. but anyways, um, this is always great information to just empower people with. Totally. Mm-hmm. So there are times of the day when your spouse is more receptive. Typically for men, testosterone surges in the early morning, so around 7 or 8. And if you're a woman whose husband isn't as interested in sex as you like, even yeah. if you're not quite in the mood that early in the morning, you should, might give yourself that extra push to see if your husband is up yet. Mm-hmm. And if you're a man, you should know that your wife's hormones spike too. So it might be later in the evening, in the middle of her menstrual cycle, or closer to the end of the month. So ask yeah. your wife if she notices certain times when she feels slightly sexier than other times. Ooh, I'm going to interject here because this is something I've personally tracked in my own life. Um, oh. Because as I've learned more and more about hormones just in the industry that I'm within, I was like, 
dang, like if there's all these hormones that do all these things, surely we can track when our libido is rising and falling and ebbing Mm. and flowing as a woman. And so I personally tracked that and I know throughout the month when my sex drive is exploding and also when my sex drive is a challenge for me to work on. So that is something not only for your benefit, women, to do, but also greatly for your husband's benefit. You know, sit down and share with them, okay, look at this is how I am on a hormonal level. I've been tracking this. I want you to know this. Let's mesh our schedules together and really epitomize on the times where I'm feeling really, really good. Because I'll tell you what, that helps to build a healthy pattern towards healthy sexuality. Even when you go through times of feeling like lower um, lower drive sexually within your cycle, because most of us women will go through that as well. But I found since I've tracked it that even when I'm going through my quote unquote low time, I can still stay pretty active sexually. Whereas, you know, before in years prior, I wasn't that way. So this was very empowering for me to know that, play on that. And you know what? The more you're intimate with the husband, the more you just desire it, I find, anyways, as a general rule, which is a beautiful thing from God. Yeah. No, it's totally true. The more you do it, the more you (laughs) feel like doing it. (laughs) It's true. Yeah. Yeah. And so another tip for the higher drive spouse is to be willing to help. So have a conversation with your spouse and ask them if there are maybe things you can do to help them get in the zone for making yes. love. Mm-hmm. Right? Like how amazing would it be to have your husband be yes. like, hey, what can I do to help you get there? Like if you think yes. about it like the day before or like in the morning or whatever. And so then you're like, oh, well, if you could take this off my plate or if you could watch the kids while I get ready before, you know. Yeah. <laughs> or if we went on our date, like that would be great. Things like that or. Yes. But I think, I think too, you have to keep love languages in mind. And so if, yes, you, you if you're the spouse mm-hmm. who is like, I don't know what would get me in the mood. So maybe do the love language test to think yeah. about, like keep that in mind then how you like to be loved. Yeah, maybe absolutely. that'll shed some light on that for you and give you some clarity. Yes. And then lastly is to share your feelings, which mm-hmm. we've talked about quite a bit already, but explain to your spouse how them, you know, dismissing or saying no to have sex with you makes you feel. Because maybe they don't mm-hmm. even realize yes. the toll it's been taking on you emotionally. If it has yes. been. If not, then that's totally fine. But if there's something there then maybe talk about it. And so when you share those feelings openly and just really vulnerably, not to then pressure them into having sex with you, but just to tell them how you're actually feeling, hopefully you'll receive like compassion and understanding, not like defensiveness or things like that. Mm -hmm. If you're just Mm -hmm. being really like laying it on the table, be like, hey, I don't want to like call you out on this or like this isn't something to like make you feel bad, but I just want to talk about it. Yeah, because I feel like there could easily be like, you know, that miscommunication trying to creep in there. Oh, for sure, absolutely. And if you think that having a conversation could lead to a lot of very raw, hurt feelings in the moment because of how tender of a subject it is, write your spouse a letter. Yeah, because then you have time to pray through and process your thoughts. You can rewrite it as many times as you need to, um, but just remember that the bottom line of this conversation is to bring unity 
not to bring forth justification, okay? You're not here to call them out and make them feel like they've been playing unfairly because I know we can feel like that. That is human nature, but we are we can operate in a level higher than that, amen? We are here yeah. with the power of the Holy Spirit, and the whole purpose of this is for unity and to help mesh those sex drives that are different because it is possible. So regardless of what the situation of your marriage is in regards to like a varying libido, we'd ultimately encourage you to be praying about it. So ask yeah, the Lord to sure. give you grace and wisdom as you navigate this as a couple from like conversations yeah. to, you know, pursuing those intimate times with each other because there is so much hope for you, friend. So yeah, no matter nice. how distant you may feel from your spouse due to this, like having a varying sex drive, um, it is never too late to have a loving and intimate, fulfilling sex life. Hey friends, thank you so much for hanging out with us as we dive deeper into meaningful, godly intimacy, tackle the hard questions, and embrace truth while we're at it. We're also on Instagram at Kingdom Sexuality. You'll find our Instagram handle below in the show notes, where you'll also see any other resource links we may have mentioned in today's episode. As always, our hearts are to cultivate deep community and freedom with you guys. And we cannot wait to continue this journey alongside you. We'll see you in the next episode.